I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And if you're one of our Patreon supporters, thank you for being such. Uh, This is your extended ad-free version of the show. And thank you to patrons, including... Some new names, Tarek Fidel, Thomas Grant, and I plucked out Richard Taylor earlier just because he was at the top of the list uh, when I was looking for a list of patrons. Uh, (laughs) They're all supporting us directly, and you can join them. Get the full-length ad-free show, our extra message, uh, Patreon, exclusive sister show, by going to patreon.com forward slash UK tech. And I have to say, the patrons are something of a bunch of guinea pigs today because I accidentally enabled uh, one of my uh, cameras in this... uh, home studio of mine and then ian did and so we're actually doing this live on video for our patrons in our discord never to be seen again well that's the thing if it turns out it works quite well and people like it then maybe that becomes a thing that we that we offer for all of our patrons who uh, who do l- listen to us live as you can see us as well and i need a hat though like nate yeah, you don't want to see my hair. Trust Cabini. me. A no. beanie. Right now. Right now. Kate's going to cut it for me later. Look, look how long my fringe is. It comes all the way down to my mouth. Um, Sometimes, if yeah. I put wax in it, I can make a, a horn. Mm. Well, I know, of course, you only use quality lard ordinarily in your hair, <laughs> uh, Ian. Um, but I know that your lard supply has been somewhat disrupted by the, the Brexit and the, the COVID. Yes. Can't, um, get, can't get that lard anymore, can you? No, it's a shame. That was good lard. <laughs> Right. Shall we talk sensible things? I yes, like. Okay, I do. I want to talk about uh, Bebo, uh, the social. Is that network. how it's pronounced? <laughs> no, it's pronounced Bebo. But okay. uh, I just, I just want to have a little bit of fun there for a second. Thanks for Bye. indulging me. Yeah. Uh, the BBC wrote this week that Bebo's co-founder plans to relaunch the social network with a focus on profiles and what he calls real-time interactions betwixt friends rather than just news feeds which form the basis of uh, the Twitters and the Facebooks. Michael Birch says his aim is to provide a refreshing break from misinformation spread elsewhere and he told the BBC he was coding the whole effort himself. Now if you remember Ian, uh, Bebo was actually very popular back in its day. I think around what, 2006-ish? Um, uh, it had about yeah. 40 million members at its peak. It was particularly popular in, in Britain, uh, but it was flogged to AOL in 2008 for several hundred million dollars. I think, I don't have the figure to hand, but I believe it was approaching a billion dollars. Wow. Um, yeah, a, a big, big, big deal. But then it went kind of downhill and um, Birch bought it back for a million bucks, tried to revamp it. Um, I, most recently, he did something with it with eSports and then sold that to uh, to Twitch, which Amazon owns, of course, for about $25 million, but kept the rights to the brand. Huh. Uh, so he's back at it again. And he told the BBC, in fact, here's, here's a quote that he gave to the BBC. 
we're calling it live social networking. When you're logged into Bebo, you are aware of which other friends are online. You can interact with them in real time. You can comment on their photo on their profile. They'll get notified. They'll come to the photo. They may even have a conversation under the photo. It's an experiment. We'll see how it actually does. But we think it's more exciting, a uh, more exciting way of actually connecting. Um, Has he not just invented MSN Messenger? Well, we'll, we'll come to that because I, like you, am showered in scepticism uh, and, and have been caught <laughs> caught short of a brolly. Um, but... Um, but but my question is is what he seems to do quite well with Bebo is build it up, <laughs> build it up, sell it, sell it. Uh, it goes to, into the toilet, then relaunch it after buying it back on the cheap, and then flog that, and then start it again. And I, you know I can't knock the the dedication there. That's that's it's that's, quite impressive. It's great. It it reminds me of a lot of the stock shorting that's been going on uh, recently with the with the Reddit traders. You know, Game Stonk. Game Stonk. Yeah, you you um you you borrow something and sell it for a lot and then buy it back when it's when it's cheap. Um, but uh, but we're not talking about that because I feel like that's Bloomberg's domain and I keep those two separate like two angry siblings. Um, but go on then, Ian. Tell me what are you, what are your thoughts and feelings on on, on Bebo. Let's them gush forth. I mean, I never used I never used it at the time, so I don't actually know anything about it. I've I never had an account. I couldn't tell you what happened there. Um, I, I but I'm thrilled about the idea of having an alternative to Facebook. So if he wants to do that and uh, maintain a modicum of sanity about the privacy or privacy, as a British person might say, then I'd be all for it. That sounds wonderful to me. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I mean, there's there's definitely room for more than one social network, and and certainly room for more than one of the Facebook ilk rather than the Twitter kind. Um, so yeah, I would be I would be at least receptive to the idea of it, given my current feelings about Facebook. So um, yeah, but I love I love his business model. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Sell something half half sort of built to someone for a lot of money wait for it to not work for them, and then buy it back for much less. It's fantastic. It's good, isn't it? It's I wish you could mo- do it with underwear. Wear the underwear, sell the underwear for a massive profit, wait for them to realise that the underwear is all dirty, sell it back to you for much less. I don't know how that would help, really. but It would start a conversation, <laughs> and that is good. what he intends with Bebo. So there's your link. Tangential. Yeah, very good. Though it Very may, good. Though it may be. Uh, Marta, who is listening to us live in the chat room, says uh, it's such a tired concept. I'm tired just hearing it. And I, I, I think I think you're right, because there is a there is, as you say, I think, Ian, room for an alternative to the Facebooks of the world. Um, but this, at least now, and, you know, benefit of the doubt where it's due, feels a little bit like a, a COVID lockdown fueled cash in. <laughs> uh, but he's done that before, and I'm certainly not knocking him for it. I almost certainly do exactly the same thing. In, uh, in Look, his... if people want to give him money for nothing, who am I to argue with that? Mm. I think what'll be interesting is is seeing what unique features this offers, because that's usually a good test for for the Facebooks of the world. Is wait for something that launches with a very focused design. And if it takes off, Facebook will incorporate it um, or try and buy them first. And if they say no, then uh, then copy it. <laughs> Destroy them. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But um, but there's so much concern right now around sort of safety for kids online and safe social networks for, for children that maybe if, if it returns and remains a popular place for kids, that there is actually now a, a market for that in a way that perhaps didn't exist in the past. I think the real challenge is that a social network to be successful at scale needs to have moderation uh, or at least oversight as a core part of its business model if it's got any chance of, of, of being taken seriously. And I think we saw the fallout of that uh, with Parler and the ousting of the CEO over the last few days um, that his approach to moderation, i.e. don't have it, um, isn't necessarily what the world needs right now. And if he's a one-man band, uh, as he kind of seems to be, uh, at least as far as building Bebo at the moment goes, um, I think that may, str- may struggle. But benefit of the doubt where it's due, as I said, I'm very interested. Um, I wonder what else we'll see come back from the past, because we do have this, don't we? We're a very nostalgic bunch. Um, we we want our old games consoles relaunched as uh, expensive alternatives to ones we still have in our own cupboards, and yet for some reason don't use and just buy the new yeah. one um we we like it when bands do 10-year anniversary tours to play their albums in full because the kids who downloaded it at the time now have money to spend on tickets um usually we we like it fashion comes back every 20 years or so um why not why not bebo why not the pronunciation of nvidia um eight why not nate exactly in exactly um all of these things and more could be yours bebo if you just just stick to it i'm just so angry about that about what about you you and your never forgetting the nvidia thing it's just I know. I, to be fair, I, I should apologise because I do remember saying last year that I was going to retire that jab because it had been about fourteen 10 years, 40, well, more yeah. more than I think it was probably two thousand and seven because it was when we sat next to each other um, <clears throat> at CNET. So it is time to. Retire. And also, it's not a real word. So really, who's to say how it's pronounced? Huh, I agree. Bebo, indeed. Um, if you have any fond memories of being a Bebo user. Um, have you uh, an alternative pronunciation of the social network you can let us know any thoughts and feelings and emotions and rumblings of your deepest darkest inner waters by sending us an email to hello at uktechshow.com I saw this on Yahoo Finance this week, Ian. The site reported that new restrictions designed to make online casino games less intensive and safer have been announced by uh, the Gambling Commission. These include introductions of limits on spin speeds, as well as a permanent ban on features that speed up play or celebrate losses as wins. Whatever that means. That, uh, was, that was what gambling really needed, wasn't it? The rebranding of a loss as a win. Exactly, yeah. Well, everyone, everyone will be like, well, I might as well spend all my money there now as I've won constantly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they also want to ban something called reverse withdrawals, I read. I haven't got this in the script because I didn't fully understand them, but it's something to do with if you if you withdraw winnings and then you decide, actually, I want to carry on gambling, you can reverse that withdrawal and spend what you were otherwise going to have 
credited to your account, which incentivizes, um, well, it just prolongs that that feeling of addiction. Like if you cash out, you should cash out. Um, but uh, but anyway, I don't understand that. that's weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange it's a strange one. Operators must clearly display to the player their total losses or wins. Uh, the Gambling Commission said online operators would need to implement the new rules by the 31st of October, also known as Sawin, if you are a pagan, or Halloween, if you are everyone. Um, the move comes in response to concern over what are known as online slot games. So that's the ones that basically mimic actual slot machines in real life, betting shops and and casinos and stuff because and i didn't know this but they make up about 70 percent of all online casino games i would have thought that card based games and like instant win scratch card type ones would have made more uh a, a larger part of of the percentage but uh apparently not do you want to have a have a guess how much we spent on um online slot games specifically in 2019 in the uk ian um and hazard a guess. I, mean, I throw this out to our live listeners as well. Yeah, I How... mean, that's more fun because I've got it written in the script in front of me. Well, you could just pretend you didn't and just make up a guess uh, just, to, just to hurry this along. But it's it's uh, UK online slot game spending in 2019. I'll give you a clue. It's measured in the billions. Um, anyone want to hazard uh, hazard a guess in our in our live room doesn't seem like anyone. I don't think they do given no. that everyone's been quiet yeah I know that um, sometimes they do I assume, <laughs> Nick's googled it <laughs> I assume Nick has googled it um, <laughs> either that or he's a radically good guesser um, okay well the, the answer is 2.2 billion pounds Ian that's a that's a, a very large numbering indeed um, that's according to the gambling commission and it, it does actually make me wonder whether that number will be a lot bigger in 2020 because of people getting bored in lockdown. I remember that that's been a concern for, for some people who have, you know, if you're bored and have a tendency to like uh, gambling, um, then maybe this would be a period where that gambling intensified. Yes. Because that figure sure. was from 2019, which was uh, PC, pre-COVID. I'm not surprised, really, that has come up um i mean the gambling commission does seem to be paying attention at the moment to a number of issues for example the national lottery will be uh reworked to be 18 and over is that right um, i believe that's public knowledge i hope i haven't just allowed out a little secret from my former employer well it may not be completely finalized yet it presumably needs to go through a voting process but the proposal was it would go 18 plus and i don't think anyone objects to that it doesn't seem to make a huge amount of sense for it to be uh, available to 16 year olds but uh, who knows we've got to get it through parliament i would imagine uh, so yeah um it would be a difficult one for parliament to shut down wouldn't it you're in favor of of um of allowing children to gamble yeah it, it doesn't seem like an a, a, a difficult one to to increase but then 16 I mean, sixteen. We have there's lots of things that you that it's legal at sixteen, isn't there? Cig- oh no, they raised cigarettes to eighteen, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, sexual consent, I believe, is still sixteen. What else is sixteen? Driving a moped or something? Nick's uh, 
confirmed I didn't break any contractual obligations to remain secretive. Ah, good. Uh, it has indeed been suggested that it goes up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, and of course, gambling is a huge problem. I mean, I would like to think much less so than the national on the national lottery, but even so, still perfectly. There's plenty of online games there that uh, you know would enable you to uh, get quite addicted. I think. I, I obviously I'm now allowed to play again, and I've maybe I spent a tenner. I think didn't win anything massive. Won three pounds sixty. I remember you know. when I um, was at, I was in Leek, uh, which is both a vegetable and a town in, uh, I was going to say Derbyshire, but it, is it Cheshire? It's Leek. Is it spelt differently? No, it's spelt L-E-E-K. Um, and there was a, a scratch card called something like Wizard Winnings or Wizard Wins or, or something like that. Was this and- a local scratch card for local people? No, <laughs> no, it was it was an official lottery scratch card, and um, I remember winning twenty pounds three times in a row on that. Wow! Thing and and really felt the pull of the gambling at that point. I was about eighteen, and if when you're eighteen and you win twenty pounds on a scratch card, and they give you twenty quid, and they say, "Do you want another one?" and you say, "Oh, go on then, give me a couple more," and you win another twenty pounds, and then another twenty pounds. Yeah. Um. The temptation to carry on is pretty significant. Well, presumably they, you know, you feel like they've messed up the reel and they're all winners on that spool or something. I never thought that, um, but I did. I I mean, I have a very addictive personality. I'm, I'm, I'm very extreme. I'm, I'm very good at either just stopping doing something instantly and never doing it again, or doing something to such excess that it, it borders on ruining my life. And I've done that, you know, many, many things over the years, and I've come to terms with that, and 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 quit things. God, I remember the I remember the great sausage addiction of 2018. That was tough times. No, I'm only joking. Oh, I don't, as far as I know, you're not actually addicted to sausages. I hope I haven't made an appalling joke at your expense there, and actually, you've been in rehab for some time hoping to get the pork out of your system no um i i've i'm still uh, uh, familiar with the with the the way of the pork wand um <laughs> but no i'm not addicted to them um thank the lord i went through a period um when i was quite young maybe 18 of i would say i was addicted to lemsip which for those who are not familiar with the brand, it's a uh, slightly caffeinated paracetamol-based lemon drink. Um, but I, I remember in my some of my earlier days, I, I seemed to feel that I needed Lemsip, otherwise I wouldn't feel fine. Uh, I think I worried my mum quite a lot with that. Um, haven't drunk alcohol now for coming up to two years. Mm. Um, Have you... Um... You would occasionally have a drink on a of an occasion, wouldn't you? But have you sort of not even done that? I'm, I I've, I've been teetotal now. No, I've been completely teetotal for for quite for quite a long time. Non-alcoholic beer is fine, and we still have alcohol in the house. Kate doesn't drink um, either, but um, which is which is good. We've gone awfully personal, haven't we? On uh, well, I mean, yeah, I suppose. On this. Um, well, has Kate completely given up drinking as well? Yeah, she yeah she hasn't uh, she hasn't had a, a snifter for for quite a while. I mean, it's probably quite easy to give up drinking when you live with someone who doesn't drink. It's cert- yeah, I think it's certainly harder to give something up if you are 
in lockdown with someone who isn't giving it up yeah uh i think that can that can that can brew tension i've heard stories about about that but um but no it's it's um it's 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 uh, it's been all right i used a, i actually use an app called i am sober um which is a it's designed for uh for addicts and i never i was never an alcoholic just to clarify um but i did find that gamifying the uh the <laughs> The gave gi- you an addiction to gaming but the giving up better than drinking <laughs> yeah i couldn't I, I i could give up alcohol very easily but giving up um drumming uh video games well, no, i've cut down on but have you given have you, oh okay i mean no one's gonna want you to give up drumming are they no least of all me i have no yeah. intention because it's not it's not impacting my life negatively whereas things like we're talking about with gambling and alcohol and video games and things like those those are things that that are that that are very addictive and in many ways designed to be incredibly addictive uh certainly gambling is not created to make you want to gamble less um certainly the way that a lot of these online um apps and games are are designed you know they're there to be very moorish as are things like loot boxes in games we've talked about this at, at length before and and some countries oh. in the world have ruled that loot boxes in video games are a form of gambling um what's um what, what why don't we just ban it all then like why don't we just ban gambling well that's probably a broader question than we have time uh, to... than a technology podcast well I mean, we haven't really been talking about technology for the last 10 minutes but <laughs> you know i mean i don't know it, it just seems like Anything that goes online, it's in- immediately easier to do, isn't it? So, may- so maybe we need to make online gambling illegal. I mean that—that's—that's that's the question, isn't it? I mean, do you do you make something illegal, or do you make it so difficult that it's possible but not appealing? Because if you ban something, it goes into the underground. You know, you're not going to ban like gambling is a—it's is, a—it's an innate inherent human thing isn't it like there is there is a a part of the brain that is triggered um that's very similar to drug use with 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 gambling and 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 many other things so you're not going to get rid of people's desire to risk something for a greater reward um even if it's even if it's a one-off i mean we saw that with the with the robin hood stuff as well with the with uh game oh, that's stonks. very true yeah i mean that 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 brings it quite nicely back to a, a vaguely sort of techish theme doesn't it like people I, I guess because people don't understand the stock market but also they they thought they couldn't lose um and invested silly amounts of money i mean that that subreddit is now full of stories of people who put way too much money in um i, I you know some guy who borrowed 30 grand or something and was going to have to pay it back at a grand a month you know like it's nuts it's absolutely nuts and and but i mean if you're going to do something but then this is this is the you know someone who's not got a gambling problem talking isn't it if uh you know i i can say to myself well okay you know it's all right if i put 10 quid on my lottery app every now and then um play a few games get some enjoyment out of it that's fine if you know because i'm able to stop and not ruin myself financially which i could probably do quite easily um you know it's fine but at some point people are just like they just especially if you're if you don't have you know enough money and you think well this could be a way out if i buy you know a thousand game stonks 
at you know fifteen dollars, and they go up to four hundred dollars, and I sell them, then I'm going to be stonking rich, aren't I? But you are. of course, it doesn't always work like that. And then there was you know the mix of people who probably have quite a lot of money and are maybe do run investments anyway, but decided to be part of that GameStop thing just for the lols, and in so doing could you know didn't matter to them if they if they lost because that you know they bought at fifteen dollars didn't matter to them if they lost a thousand dollars at fifteen dollars you know instead of where everyone else is getting in at a hundred dollars or more uh and it ends up badly i don't know what GameStop's stops up to now probably quite a lot of people could walk out with at least no loss so depending got, like depending said, depending on where you bought i think it was down 80 percent for the week yeah. I, I have to keep my eye very closely on this stuff for 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 work reasons. Um as of now it's sixty three seventy seven, which is around where it's been for the last few days. Okay. Okay. So it's actually sort of stabilized at sixty three for a bit. So yeah. if, if you, you know if you were if you bought it at three hundred bucks though. Oh no, that's catastrophic and lots yeah. of people did. Yeah. So anyway. Um Yes, that that is a thing, and we could we could talk at length about um, some of the ways that maybe gambling could be still gamified but less less risky. Um, I mean, actually, so Andy, my my brother, who's obviously on on the show quite a lot, um, he I think he still has something set up where <clears throat> where his his app it's a lottery app. Um, it every week automatically but invisibly places a bet and he just gets notified if he wins anything mm. um but he doesn't have to actively go in and uh and spend it until a pre-allotted amount of uh credit that he's put winnings. up front yeah no no no, not winnings but oh, like until like he's it, yeah if i don't know what the figure is but if it's something like once a pound once a week he would he would load the account with 20 pounds and say you know when it's gone that's gone and it gets notified either when the money runs out or when he's won something and that's it so it removes him from that active feeling of i'm making that decision i'm getting that immediate reward which is encouraging the next spend it's not removing it completely because if he won a thousand quid in one day then he may very well say well i'll put quite a bit more back in but it that yeah. instant feedback response that that can trigger the the serotonin and and uh you know our, our human uh you know desire to grow things um I don't know. Maybe that could be better. If if you have some, v- 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 what words is this going to be? Descendants. Email. Hey, you were close. I was going with views, which uh, oh, okay. is next to W, but uh, obviously quite a different word. If you have some views you would like to share on this topic, uh, if you live in a country that has uh, interesting laws on online gambling, maybe you can uh, share them with us and we can read them out next week. Hello at uktechshow.com. Uh, or, of course, if you have winnings you'd like to share... Um, send us some money. Okay, email. I think we should dive into, um, did I say email? I meant Ian, but of course Ian does have email. And in fact, uh, for our patrons, we just spent uh, the last probably 20 minutes talking about why email won't die. I think that was one of our best uh, Patreon conversations ever. Um, you can get that if you get our extended edition. Um, however... Uh, we had Andy on the show the other day, uh, of course, uh, Ian, and we have got a rare treat 
a rare treat. Oh. We've got an email from my mother. That is Darth. Oh. She emailed in after listening to uh, her two sons talking about being drunk in charge of a horse. Um, so uh, here's an email from my mum. Hi, Nate. Hi, mum. You and Andrew were talking about being drunk in charge of a scooter or bike and asking whether anyone could be in drunk could be drunk in charge of a horse. Thought we'd like to know, I have indeed been in that situation many years ago. My cousin and I took our horses for a long ride, finishing up in the village close to the stables where they were kept. It was a warm day and it seemed a good idea to stop off at one of the three village pubs for a glass of wine. Having consumed that, it seemed an even better idea to ride onto a second pub for a further glass or two. Unsurprisingly, we felt it churlish not to sample what was on offer at the third one, after which we found... Um, uh, we found considerable difficulty in yes, mounting thank, up. Thank you. Uh, we've considerable difficulty in mounting up, or indeed, which was the best way back to the farm. Fortunately, the horses had declined the offer of a drink and were very familiar with the route. I can remember us laughing uproariously all the way back without any real idea how we'd got there. Fantastic. Signed, your mother. Uh, Very formal email there from your mum. Uh, but by design, by design. Okay. Um, okay. But um, so yes, my mother was uh, in, in, drunk in charge of, of a quadruped in uh, in her in her youth. Um, well, I don't know about I don't know about your mum, and that's a great story. I really like that. That's uh, that's made my day. Um, but um, my mum is old enough to remember before drink drive rules were even a thing. She told me about, you know, how they would drive home from parties and they could barely see the lines on the road. Mm. You know, terrifying, really, if you think about it. Like, I mean, even if you even if it's not illegal and even if you're very unlikely to meet someone coming the other way, it's still quite scary driving. I mean, I've never driven drunk, but I can imagine how scary it would be. I've driven in Forza drunk and Mm. that's bad enough. Be strange being sober, but the horse is drunk. That would be truly terrifying. No, that would be worse. So saying. much worse. Seriously worse. Really, really dangerous. Uh, Marta in chat says, "Good horsey story." I agree. In fact, I've been riding with Marta through the forests of Essex. It was absolutely delightful. I look forward to doing that at some point. It's uh, it's it's great. Um, it's uh, it's wonderful. With uh, her horse that's like a dog. Absolutely. In, like a, that he's very friendly and comes and says hello. Is he like a dog? I don't know. Hooves, hooves to say. Um, we've got one other quick email I just wanted to mention uh, from Tony. He says, hey, Nate, just watched the latest episode of This Week in Tech. Uh, been a subscriber for more years than I can remember and loved your input on the show. I'm now a subscriber of your podcast. Keep up the interesting content from a fellow Brit living and working in Canada in the tech industry. Well, thank Wonderful. you, Tony. Welcome to Tony. That's great news. It, it is. Um, but uh, yes, I, I thought I'd include this A to say cheers, Tony. Uh, but also, if uh, if you are looking for some more, uh, a bit more Nate in your life, then go and download <laughs> This Week in Tech from the other day. Because that went on. <laughs> are for you a... sure you don't need a special license from the government for that much Nate? Um, no. <laughs> Text message, of course, keeps you informed about the British tech landscape, even if you are Tony and even if you're living in Canada on a different continent. Um, But do you know who's close to Tony most of the time? Well, closer than us, anyway, in uh, Los Angeles. We all know who it is. It's Tom Merritt. Tom, what's been going on this week in the wider world of tech that includes Canada? 
This week on Daily Tech News Show, how indie publishers in China recently got squashed on some social media but found a new way to literally make their voice heard on Clubhouse. Big in China. Boston Dynamics actually has a viable business selling dog-like robots to industry. Why the latest solar winds attack is not as bad as it sounds. Justin Robert Young helps us understand proposals to reform antitrust law in the United States. And what is a subwoofer? Patrick Norton helps us understand it is not a dog that can dive below water. All of that and more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. <laughs> I love it. That's brilliant. I know. Uh, not good. a dog that can dive beneath water. A sub- Although that would be a subwoofer. It would. It's a perfectly legitimate description. Yeah. Um, There's yes. that old meme, isn't there, of a dog with its pup and its woofer, subwoofer for the little pup. <laughs> My favourite one with the dog is the one where it's a, a dog answering a phone with its testicles and it says, um, what does it, what's, what's it say? Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's an awful story to tell in an audio podcast. Not least because I couldn't remember it. Uh, thank you, Tom. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's excellent. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. Um, we've had a huge live audience this week. Um, patrons are always invited and always listening live. And from now on, it seems watching us live as well. So that's all available to you uh, from patreon.com forward slash UK tech. You give us a little bit of money instead of buying us a beer or a coffee once a month. And... Um, get a whole lot of extra text message a lot more ian a lot more me and um a lot more horse puns frankly and that is where we leave the show for today thanks ian thanks everybody and um have some gammon for dinner <laughs>